Casey Anderson will be joining us today on this episode of Mentor Moments. So I really encourage people, you know, if you can find some organization that speaks to you, the relationships that you're going to build there are going to be really worthwhile. Casey is a graduate of Maryville's Rehabilitation Counseling Program and is currently a counselor too for Missouri Vocational Rehabilitation. All right, we have another great episode for our listeners, and we're gracious enough to have Casey Anderson with us today. So Casey, can you give us a brief history of your career? Yeah, I'd love to. So right now I'm working for Missouri Vocational Rehabilitation. Um, I've been here a couple of years now, so I'm a counselor too. Um, So I just love what I do because I get to help individuals with physical, mental, um, learning disabilities to um, find stability through employment. So it's a lot of fun. Um, And I've also, full circle moment, um, taught as an adjunct there at Maryville for a couple summers um, in a row. So thank you, uh, Dr. Keener. I love to kind of give back and kind of see where students are at in their practicum and Um, got a chance to do that. And then prior to that, um, I was a crisis program supervisor for the YWCA. um, And that was helping individuals um, in hospitals and police departments and courtrooms that had gone through domestic violence, sexual violence, or human trafficking. So um, great mission work there as well. Um, So yeah, that's kind of a summary of what I've done in the field, um, not to exclude anything else that I've done, but those are some big highlights um, since graduating. Yeah, great. I guess I sort of have a, maybe two questions. One, how did what drew you to sort of the helping counseling profession? And then second, you sort of had two really disparate or different types of work experience. So kind of talk about how each of them fulfilled you a little bit. Yeah, um, so I've always kind of had this draw towards the helping field. Um, I don't know. It's just something about seeing other people find success in life that is very fulfilling. Um, And so the interesting thing, I know that you just drew a distinction between the crisis work and the voc rehab work, but um, similar in mission. So we had empowerment in our mission statement at the YWCA, and we have empowerment in our mission statement here at Missouri Vote Rehab. Um, obviously different populations, but I very much see how um, seeing someone through maybe challenging or um, maybe it's their population that has um, more, you know, challenges, um, disparities that they're going through just seeing them through a situation, even if it's not long-term has always been very rewarding. So um, even though they're very different fields, you know, something where you're just maybe there for that instant and um, may not see the outcome versus, you know, maybe going with somebody all the way through like a training program, um, still very rewarding either way. Great. I really love how you made that, I guess that connection and that to me, it speaks to the professional that you are too, when you really are looking at a mission of an agency and do you align with that mission? And again, finding those those commonalities. Thank you. Yeah, that's very important to me um, that 
I believe in what it is that organization stands for. Um, because if, if I can't buy into it, then I don't think I'm going to be able to serve uh, the folks that are on my caseload very well. Speaking, I guess, from my own experiences, like just coming out of education and, and, and entering the workforce, that the uh, like a company's mission statement is very much something that is is overlooked, I think, or underappreciated. So I really appreciate that because usually whenever we're looking for jobs, it's like, how much are they paying me and how much PTO do I get? And not like the actual why we're doing this. So I, I, I really appreciate that. Well, thank you. Yeah, I know when I talk to folks who are on my caseload, when I talk to them about, you know, I talk about pay in more than one way. So there's that amount, that, that salary, but then is that work that you're going to do fulfilling and rewarding? Can you see yourself waking up and wanting to go to that job every day? Um, so I definitely, um, when I talk about work and I talk about where I see myself, if, if I can kind of say that, yes, I believe in those things, then I know I'm where I'm supposed to be. And I try to help people who are on my caseload to also picture that for themselves so that they're not only focused on those dollar amounts too. Yeah. Like, is it feeding your belly or is it feeding your soul? Those kinds of things. Yeah. And can you find both in some way, shape or form? So in your, in your career journey story, um, that, that narrative, where would you say you are, um, in your development? Would you say that you were, I don't know what, where, where, where do you see yourself on that, on that journey? Yeah, I mean, obviously that's kind of a spectrum, right? But um, I kind of still see myself mid, about mid-development because I have a lot of things that I still want to accomplish. Yes, um, I've got some great work experience, but I see myself getting my LPC soon. And when I do that, you know, I'm not quite sure. I might, you know, have some clients that I see individually. Um, I have some other certifications I've been researching. Um, I have a diversity one at University of Arkansas that I'm really excited to look into. Um, and then even here at Vogue Rehab, um, it's kind of a period where there's some folks that are retiring and um, I'm doing some job shadowing with our business team, which is fun. I kind of joke around about it being discovery and exploration, which is a service we offer to clients. But I am um, joining um, one of one of the team members there and kind of learning what it means to be on the business team and, and kind of researching other opportunities by reaching out to folks so that I kind of know where I see myself in the grand scheme of folk rehab and in my future. Yeah. I, I mean, I love to hear that and, and things that we're trying to really focus on in, in season two is sort of helping our listeners sort of identify where they're at in their career and sort of milestones or things that they still want to accomplish. And I really think you just really, you know, sort of address that, right. That you, you know, you've come, a, you know, this far that you're, you still have goals that, you know, you still want to accomplish, but yet you're still have an open mind to maybe, okay, maybe this isn't, you know, I can still branch off in, in some way. So, Again, I, I love for our listeners to sort of have that, uh, your curiosity and, and the, your, the way you view the world. Yeah, no, I think there's just too many things to still be excited about. And so I don't want to eliminate anything that's a possibility out there because you just never know. I think so, there's lots to see and um, lots of places to go still. Yeah, so I, I guess... 
can you think of any particular moments that were particularly impactful to you professionally, personally, and then sort of what you learned from those moments? Yeah, um, so I just had a case and I, I even went into um, my district supervisor's office and kind of said, you know, I'm feeling really torn about this case. It's a, um, I'm closing it rehabilitated, which is what we aim to do here, right? Um, but they have been open since I started um, working here at Boke Rehab. And so this individual um, had a past with substance misuse, um, felony DWI, and um, they went on to uh, a tech school and got a degree. They were at, at the point of you know interviewing, and they interviewed probably ten to fifteen times. And you know we would keep in constant, you know we'd have meetings and in touch with one another, and they would kind of get this false sense of hope. They would you know some people would tell them you know oh it's fine that you have this on your background when you would try they would try to be transparent. And so they, oh, okay, that went well. They're, you know, that's not going to hinder, you know, this process. And um, so, you know, there are several moments where I thought, man, you know, this is rough. You know, this person, I hope this person doesn't slide back into anything. Um, however, they persisted. Um, they went on and they actually got another degree to add um, to their training and, and their qualifications. And um, so I'm closing this case now, um, just like a week ago, and they have now um, got the job that they had their eye on when they started their, um, their program in tech school. Uh, they just bought a house, they got married, regained custody of um, one of their kiddos. So like some major life uh, things happened. And I guess what I learned and, and what resonated with me um, and I, I kind of connect with is the fact that that persistence, right? Um, you know, if you persist through things, if you challenge yourself maybe to get something that makes you more qualified or, um, you know, just not letting themselves um, sink into some abyss of like, oh man, you know, like I, I shouldn't have done this or I shouldn't have gone this route, you know, or questioning themselves. Um, so I think like it was just one of those moments where it was like, you know, a lot of life lessons kind of wrapped into one case that, that I could see through that person's journey and even feel like, you know, that inspires me and I encourage that person to share their story in case it might, you know, help some others along the way. Yeah. I, I really love that. Um, I think what I've sort of discovered too in my years of teaching and coaching and counseling is, is the intimacy of being allowed into somebody's journey with them, you know, as, as they grow in development. And I, and I guess I, I heard that in your voice um, as well. And so I guess my follow-up question is where, where do you see persistence or perseverance in your own life? Um, I mean, I've had a lot of times in my life where I thought like, this is the way that I'm going, you know, so to start out, I thought when I got my undergrad, I was going to go into occupational therapy and that kind of, it didn't work out, um, for a few different reasons. And, um, you know, I, I did get a little down about it and then, you know, I thought, okay, it's time to 
you know, refocus. And I got busy working um, with littles um, who had disabilities and an early intervention. And I was like, well, you know, here I am again, you know, helping. And, um, but I noticed that you kind of get pigeonholed into maybe daycare workers and different things. So I started thinking, you know, where could I tie in, you know, either like counseling and also like working with special populations or disadvantaged populations. And never did I really realize that it was going to lead me, you know, to Maryville. Um, and, you know, it just felt like a community for me and it, it felt like home. So it, it made it really easy um, to see myself there. Um, I've had interviews um, that I've been really excited about and, you know, I've had to regroup and say, okay, well, you know, just because that wasn't for you, it doesn't mean that, you know, something exciting isn't on the other side, you know, so it's just kind of like knowing that, you know, there's, there's reasons in my mind that I can't, you know, can't quite pinpoint in that, in that devastation, but like not letting it shatter me, you know, and kind of figuring out, well, what can I do? Like, how, how can I, you know, kind of keep moving forward from this? So that's kind of what it, I think of with persistence, you know, and, and the different challenges in my career journey. Yeah, I love that. And I feel like you've already done a really, really good job of answering my, my next question, which was going to be like, like the specific details about your current career that really excite you. Um, are there any other things, small things about where you work, um, the people, the individuals that you're working with that is just like really, really exciting as well? Um, yeah, I mean, I get a lot of energy from, you know, obviously the people that I work with, but obviously the population. Um, one thing that I really didn't, you know, in thinking about this interview, um, I really didn't think about sharing, but I do this pilot project um, where I get to take individuals from the tech schools and if they um, are interested in entering the workforce in that specialized area you know I get to help them sometimes lead their career like straight out of high school and they're really excited about that their families are really excited about it because it's a collaboration between us um, the Missouri Job Center uh, community rehab provider our business team so it's really kind of like a nice safety net for those you know those folks that are transitioning and going into a career, they get some paid work experience with the hope of getting paid, you know, well above the minimum wage when they're starting out. So um, there's a lot of fun and exciting things um, to be involved in here at Vogue Rehab. Um, and they also encourage a lot of participation in just any kinds of organizations or groups that are gonna, you know, enrich our lives too, so. That's kind of all I have to add to that. <laughs> it was more than enough. Thank you. Um, you know, as you know, rehabilitation counselors have an emphasis on like the value of work and, and what that does for, you know, kind of who we are. But on the same um, token or the other hand, we, we are more than our work. And we also talk a lot these days about, you know, a balanced work life work balance. So, so you are more than your career. So what, what do you love to do when you're not working? Oh, well, um, I do stay quite busy. I am a mom and wife. Um, I have four kids that go from three, five, 16 and 19. So I stay very, very busy with that. Um, we're very close and we love to do a lot of things together. 
and we're definitely movie buffs and anything Marvel. We do not miss anything that has to do with Marvel. Um, so, and then another thing that's fun um, that myself and my daughters like to do, we are, we like to thrift. We're thrifters um, and we have, oh my gosh, we have so much fun with um, Facebook marketplace finds. I'm, I'm just going to say I'm guilty of, of perusing that. Um, so yeah, I mean, and then the other thing that's kind of um, hitting me as I'm getting older is that I don't mind a weekend where I have absolutely nothing <laughs> on my calendar. Um, I never thought I would be that way when I was younger. I wanted, you know, I always wanted to stay busy, but I'm also kind of like, you know what, if there's a, a day, even one day on the weekend, I am perfectly content with staying home and doing like nothing. So um, those are the things that I do to kind of balance myself out because I do love to push myself in my career and with, you know, different things that I like to stay involved in, but that's kind of it. Well, I mean, I'm just finding out so much more, uh, you know, about you. And, you know, my father had an antique store. So like this thrifting or finding the, this, you know, the diamond in the rough, right? So like, what is there, what is there like your best thrift find or, or do you, do you sell things, you know, do you have a, like a little flea market that you like to go to, to sell or what, like what's. Yeah. So, um, I, I don't necessarily have a particular find that I'm like most proud of. I mean, I'm always finding like things for like so much less than you would, you know, find in retail or whatever. Um, but I love, there's a little store in case anybody cares. And it's so, it's so nice. and so precious. It's off of Lindbergh and it's, um, it's the Jewish women have a resale shop at Lindbergh and 40 and there's so many treasures in there. Um, so they have home goods and they have, you know, a little kids section and just fun, fun clothing too, um, whether it's professional or otherwise. Um, but yeah, it's just fun um, that my daughters share that interest with me. And um, I, I was just saying how we got, I did buy them vintage Dooney and Burke um, bags on Marketplace for a very good price. So that would probably be the one I'm bragging about if you if you must know. Yeah, it's awesome. Maybe we have our first sponsor. Maybe we can get the... Yeah, I just got a new apartment too. So like I am just now entering the Facebook marketplace like universe for furniture and my goodness, it is there's some there's some there's some gems in there. There are. There are. Yeah. Sometimes free things. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a colleague who uh, thrifted a like a, like an old like 1930s barbershop chair that he has in his, in his therapy office, which is like I think super, super cool. That is cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, so another thing that we're, we're, we're really focusing on, on season two is taking that extra step in our professional careers. And so sometimes that looks like a professional organization. Sometimes that looks like extra volunteer work. So we wanted to uh, hand over the mic to you and see if there were any, any specific things in your life that you would like to shout out, anything that you're uh, interested in or, or involved in that you'd love to, to um, have our viewers or our listeners uh, in on. Yeah. Um, one thing I think I share a lot about uh, when I do get to supervise those um, students that are in practicum is um, the, the importance of networking. I kind of came to that game a little bit late 
thinking that it was enough to just show up to work and do a tremendous job and, you know, clock out or go home. And really, like, it is enriching in your career and I would say even in your personal life to get involved in a professional organization. Um, I'm a part of Missouri Rehab Association's Eastern Chapter. Um, we do um, raise funds for a scholarship um, to help individuals with disabilities. Um, we have networking events um, and just generally a good time connecting with other people who kind of do similar work. Um, we bring our families sometimes too, just so that everyone kind of knows us on a more personal level. And I think that's important too. It kind of gives you guys a new lens to look at um, one another. And um, I also sit on a board for the Youth and Young Adults Behavioral Health Network. Um, again, sometimes I'm learning just new resources through that organization, um, hearing about the work that's um, being done with different grant funding so that I can bring that back to my team and share, you know, information. So I really encourage people, you know, if you can find some organization that speaks to you, the relationships that you're going to build there are going to be really worthwhile. Couldn't, you know, agree more. There, there is so much, it's, you know, it's, it's hard to explain the value of being part of a professional organization. So, you know, yeah, we can say the things that we do, but it's so much more than, than that. So I, I appreciate you giving some insight to why you find it being valuable. Um, so Casey, you know, we've had an awesome episode, right? I mean, this, we're, we're at the, the pinnacle here. So we're turning over the mic to you. We want you to finish, take us home. What's your mentor moment? So I'm going to task people. Um, I know right now it's the holiday season. I know this might be later, um, but I think it'll still be relevant even if it's after. But um, sometimes what we notice is that people's moods are not always merry and bright, right? Um, and I want to task people to not take things quite so personally when they're receiving like an unpleasant person or um, whether that's a client, a coworker, or a stranger. Um, I'm not saying be someone's doormat or punching bag in any way, shape, or form. But what I am going to say is, um, you may not know everything that is behind that person, what they're dealing with. Um, you don't know if there's grief. You don't know if there's trauma, disappointment, embarrassment there. Um, so what I would challenge people is to kind of give it some time and see if maybe you don't come to some sort of understanding or some other perspective. Um, if you maybe don't look at them as just angry or challenging um, because you just never know what's going on there. And if you just stop looking at the mood and the behavior and the attitude, um, maybe you'll kind of see them and relate to them in some way um, once some of that kind of breaks down. I love that. Yeah. No, I mean, sometimes it's not about us, you know? No, I have a, um, a school right now where the special education coordinator apologizes to me tremendously because I have some quote unquote moody um, teenagers that are coming in right now. And I said, you know, no need to apologize. You know, I know they don't know me well enough for it to be really about me. So you only just met. So, you know, once maybe we've had more time, um, then maybe we'll see this as helpful instead of, you know, just one more thing that I'm being, you know, asked to do. 
I mean, again, I, what a wonderful way to, to end the podcast and just sort of taking a breath and just saying, again, there's more to, there's more under the water, right? That sort of iceberg thing than what we see. And we just need to be patient and have some understanding, some empathy, and, and that should smooth the way. So yeah, don't be so reactive or yeah. so take it so personally, you know, cause it, it probably has very little to do with you, if anything, you know? So that's all. Well, great. We're so excited again to, to have you. It's been a, a wonderful episode and thanks Casey for joining us. Absolutely. I, I had a great time and thank you for having me. We want to thank you guys again for listening to another episode of Mentor Moments. And we want to take this time to listen to you guys, our audience. If there's anybody specific or anyone in a general field of study that you would love for us to interview, feel free to give us an email. We'll put our contact information in the description of this episode. We couldn't be more happy about the amount of listens and plays and interaction that we've gotten from season one and season two. Brayden and I are continually trying to be innovative, create new episodes, uh, new features in the episodes. So please, as Brayden said, let us know your thoughts. We, we want to meet your needs and continue to grow Mentor Moments.